motivation Finding new motivation New inspiration Transformation Celebration Feel the sensation and non-binary hoes. It's your favorite cousin on your daddy's side, SJ, and we are back with another episode of Seven Minutes in Heaven. Hope you guys are enjoying the slumber parties thus far. We're going to keep it rocking and rolling this week with one of my favorite people in the fucking world. This person heard me dying from COVID. <laughs> uh, this person really knows me. You know, they say when you live some live with someone, uh, you don't you don't know someone until you live with them. And this was the first person I have ever been a um, have ever ha- has have, I've ever lived with outside of my fucking parents. Like first ever roommate, and I decided to do it once I turned thirty. Why? Why would I do that? Make some noise. I don't even know what name to give. I'm going to give all 12 of them because she goes by, well, they go by so many aliases. Make some noise for my good, 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 good sister, brother, alien, Nick at night, denight in, Nick, dark night. Dark night. Dark Knight, Dark Knight, wake up, Dark Knight, wake up, Dark Knight. That shit was hilarious, y'all. Make some noise for my good friend, Night and I was about to say Night and Day, bitch. That was another name. <laughs> shit, that's the email. Um, make some noise for Nick at night, y'all. Say hello. Hello, honey. everybody. Happy to be here. You know, going through this journey, I went. I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to invite all my friends. So that way, you know, we can really shoot the shit because you only invite your friends to a slumber party. Like, let's be realistic. Much like the Atlanta drag scene. <laughs> Damn, I don't even have a comeback for that one. <laughs> wow, it is very much all, all about who you know, not what you know. Welcome to the industry. It's wild out here. I don't know if that's lit. We'll find um, out. So let's see. Well, there's the lighter. Um, well, um, I can't call you Nick at no goddamn night, baby. I've always called you the nighting. I'm going to have to continue to call you the nighting. Is that okay with you? That'll be fine. I mean, I don't like, obviously I don't perform under the name anymore, but it is, it, it was a part of who I was in my journey for six seven years before i started going by nick at night and also it's my real life last name right so it's like it's it's not a name that ever is gonna bother me or embarrass me it is very much either nick or denight or dark night so friend here at seven minutes in heaven before we deep dive into the topics into all the reviews we like to set an oath so can you please raise your right hand for me risen and repeat after me, I promise to be the baddest bitch. 
I promise to be the baddest bitch. That has ever existed. That has ever existed. And to continue. And to continue. To keep it real. To keep it real. Like the realest bitch. Like the realest bitch. That I'm ease. That I ease? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Thank you. Now time to get into some shit. A little theme music after I say that. So if you are listening to this and you are an artist and you want to send me a little doop 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 doop, doop go right ahead. Anywho, this week's episode, I am bringing on a very, 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 very near and dear friend of mine. You know, you only invite your closest Judies to a slumber party. This person heard me dying from COVID, um, would leave different treats and trinkets at my doorsteps and tell me, hey, open the door, you dumb bitch. I'm downstairs in the basement. Look at where I left you at the door. She would also hear me dying. And if she did not hear me coughing, within 15 minutes, she would check on me and say, hey, bitch, are you still alive? Make some noise for my very, 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 very good friend who goes by several fucking names. Dark night, the night in, Nick at night. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm missing like two or three, but you guys get the picture. She was recently on Dragnificent. Make some noise for he, she, they, them, Nick at motherfucking night. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, sister. Oh my god. You saw when I bought these fucking mics. Oh, yeah. Are these those from the house? Uh-huh. Love that. Um, we love a full circle moment. We love a full circle moment. I really thank you and I appreciate you for being on. Thank you. You look lovely. <sighs> you know, I try. Can we stop all this Reggie and Kathy Lee shit? Regis. Regis. The name is Regis. Yeah, because, bitch, real, real low-key, I can't stand your dog. <laughs> Y'all, honestly, truly, I have never, I never had a roommate until I turned 30. I don't know why the fuck I decided to get a roommate at 30, but hey, a bitch was like, let me live on a wild side. She was the first person that I've ever lived with. So they say you don't know someone until you live with them. Emphasis on wild side. (laughs) And bitch, I know her, but I feel like you guys need to get to know her as well. So before we get to going into this review, sister, I like I like foreplay. I don't like going into sex just straight up giving me penetration. I like a little foreplay. You gotta so get like, a little wet. You know, give me a little moist. Spit on it a little. Hell, I like a little spit. <laughs> <laughs> we like to play a game here called Spend Le Battle. Tell me about it. So basically, it's a this or that. You have to pick one. I mean, if you pick both, you pick both. We're a little greedy here. Verse lives matter. So I get it. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, gummies or chocolate? Gummies. Do you know what I mean by gummies and chocolate? Either or. <laughs> Candy or edibles. Gummy. Period. Top or bottom? Top. Total top. <laughs> That's sad that I know that. <laughs> One syllable, baby. One. Night in or night out? Still night out. Still night out? Still night out. But bitch, you hardly go out. 
I love the nightlife though. Um, I don't go out a lot, not because I don't want to. I put a lot more focus on my drag now than I used to. So a lot of the time that y'all don't see me out or I'm not going to events is because I'm home stoning things or making a new costume or working on a makeup look. Um, it, it's not because I don't want to go out, but I love going to a drag show still. I like turning up, throwing money on the dolls, like watching other people get lit. I mean, I'm a bartender by trade, so I still enjoy that nightlife. Okay. Um, ass or chest? Ass or chest? Mm-hmm. Ass. Fucking boy. Top. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last but not least, glamour queen or king or spooky queen or king? Both. Really? Yes. I want, like, I love spooky drag, obviously, but I've come to a point in my drag, and this is what I put out to, but this is what I want to see. I like um, polished spooky drag. I want to see, I mean, you can scare the shit out of me, but I want to see a fucking rhinestone on it, too. You want it to be pretty. Yeah. But scary. And gross. And gorgeous. That way you consume it from all ends. Okay. Oh, Adam, I just knew you were gonna go to straight, which was which is probably going to gag the girls. I thought you were gonna go to glamour. No, nope. I just knew it was gonna be glamour. I mean, I know, of course, you like spooky. I mean, however, I just know what people don't know is how much you are into pageantry. I will uh, a perfect example. I can name drop, right? Yeah, a perfect example in the Atlanta scene. Somebody that gags me every single time they step out, and this will show how much I do love glamour. Which you're right, people don't know that about me. But anytime I see Ecstasy Gray at Atlanta Pride, anything that she steps out onto the main stage in, my jaw drops. I love that giant silhouette with pounds of stuff. I mean, most of her dresses weigh more than me. Most of her headpieces weigh more than me. She has them glued to her head, ladies and gentlemen. I shared a dressing room with this woman. 80-pound headpieces, spray adhesive to her actual bald skin head. Yeah, because she's bald. That is glamour. That is drag. That is effort that was put in. That impresses me so much when you can put that into it. Okay. Well, since we're... On the topic of drag, let's dive into some topics. You love how I just did that segue there? Yes. Talk to me about, like, <clears throat> not even just talk to me. Let's have a conversation. Let's, like, really talk about drag. Okay. Let's talk about being sober and being in, and doing drag. Because I know... Can I share this with people? Is this okay? I mean, you've put it on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very open. Um, my friend is over a year sober. Um, I know my friend has been over a year and some change sober. Um, and I was definitely around when you were at your lowest. Um, like firsthand. First hand, <laughs> like living in a house together in the room, literally across the, uh, we literally can open up our room doors and look at each other in the bed. That's how close. Um, how do you think your drag has changed from uh, 
then to now being sober and being able to like see things from another light and still being able to go out and actively have a social nightlife and uh, entertainment career in drag while being sober. Um, first and foremost, I will say I, when I got sober, I planned to end my drag career. I was done with it. I was not going to go back to it. I didn't think it was possible. Um, and who told you, you stupid bitch, why would you quit drag? Just go get sober, you dumb bitch. You and a bunch of other people. <laughs> but here's the thing, and a lot of people don't realize it from the outside. Um, there is a lot of substance abuse problems in the drag community. There is a lot of alcoholism in the drag community. And y'all don't see that on the outside because we're putting on a character on the stage. Um, part of my old character was to be a drunk, slutty, angry party girl. And so it was easy for me to mask a lot of my alcohol and addiction problems because that was what my character was always based upon. However, that got out of hand and hard to mask after a while. So once I got sober and I did start to look into wanting to do drag again, I was like, if I can't, if, if there isn't a place where there's not going to be the temptation of alcohol or drugs, let me do what I've done my whole drag career and create a space for myself to perform in. Um, with that, I knew that I had to, the very first dry show that I did, I was Denighton. I came mm -hmm. out as Denighton. I mm -hmm. used the name Denighton. And it wasn't right. It wasn't the right fit anymore because I wasn't that party girl. I wasn't that drunk party girl anymore. And I just did a full 360, created Nick at Night, started gearing my drag more towards um, King Drag. And what a lot of people don't know is that Nick at Night is my personification of my addiction demon. That is where this character comes from. Um, he is that personified. He's an anime villain that has taken on form of addiction. That made so much sense. You do look like an anime demon. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I mean that is the highest compliment. Yeah. Okay. Like. Hmm. Yes. Um, so to answer your question fully, my drag has completely evolved in a way to to where it's more. There's more to it. There's more focused on it. It has a deeper meaning to me. It's something that's close to my personal life. It's an outlet for me. And I feel like that really resonates with the people that watch me perform and my drag because it is so deeply personal now. And people can relate to me now. I mean, as I mean, a friend, a fan, I will say, looking at the differences between Denight and Nick at Night, I like Nick at Night so do I, bitch. <laughs> I love the risk that you're so much more fearless. Yes. You're not, you don't, you don't think. You just go, okay, I want to try this. Or this is something that I want to do. Um, even just performing. Before you just used to throw your body. Yeah. And I used to look at you, I used to say to you, girl, why is you throwing your body that motherfucking hard? Hard. Bitch, I heard you. <laughs> bitch, I'm downstairs, bitch. I know that hurt. Now, it's... I wouldn't say that you throw your body. You're much more... Cognizant of your movements. I'm calculated now. My, my movements have purpose now. Um, when I... 
Before I used to just kind of go on stage and just bop around to the song and throw my body at the beat drops. Now I learn the songs. I create choreography to the songs. I create a story through my performance. If I'm not telling a story with every performance I do that is clear and concise, then I did not do my job. Do you... I, okay, not even do you. This is not even a question. This is more of a statement. I feel like per, I feel like I have not been to a dry mm -hmm. because I hate it. Why do you have to have shows the same time that I have shows? Like, what is this? Welcome to Atlanta where <laughs> the players all perform. Hello, we ride the things <laughs> like every day. However, I stalk so certain shows and certain performers. I mean, of course, I've stalked you from the minute that we've met. Um, however, I, I very much stalk dry. Do you think that, not even do you think, I'll say from just a viewer, I think that dry, what it looks like <laughs> online, is that... Dry, the energy in dry is, to me, better than most shows. And do you, I personally think that that's because everyone is actually sober. And they're able to enjoy, the performers are able to enjoy what they're doing. And the people watching it are able to enjoy what they're doing. Granted, don't you sell alcohol at dry? So, no, we do not Okay, sell. that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah. you guys don't sell alcohol, so everyone we, is sober. We don't sell alcohol at Dry. Um, we do have a sober bar um, by, shout out to Alt Bar. They are a local um, mobile sober bar. Okay. Um, they carry zero-proof spirits and non-alcoholic beers and things like that, and they sell those, and we sell mocktails. Um the energy is different at dry. Now, before I get into that, I do want to say it's like every other drag show. We have our off nights. We have our great nights. We have nights where the audience, they're not giving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a show. It's a drag show at the end mm -hmm. of the day. But the energy there is something that is so much different from working in the club. Um, the audience, they're not there to drink. They're not there to party. They're not there because that's where their dealer's hanging out. They're there because they want to be sober, be queer, and enjoy a drag show. When you know that every audience member is there for the drag show, there's always going to be a different energy. That audience is going to be electric in comparison to people that are just hanging out at the bar and the show's happening and they don't really care and they're chatting to Judy and Kathy and taking tequila shots and they might look over their shoulder and toss you a pity dollar every few minutes, but... Um, the performers, even the girls and guys and days and thems that I've brought in from the club scene that do still drink, that aren't in recovery, they always comment on how much fun they had and how different it was. And, you know, um, the other thing is my, you know, hate to say it, but my crowd tips a little bit better. I mean, they're sober. They aren't spending their money on drinks and drugs. They have the cash ready to go. They send the tips on the Venmo and the cash app. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been the a really great, loves the money. it's been a really great experience so far and, uh, definitely planning to do some more things with it during the 2023 season, trying to build and grow and make a even bigger experience out of it. I'm shameless plug. Bitch just had me one week. I'm now. Let me know. <laughs> I mean, I will say, lately, I have not been drinking as much at gigs. Yeah. 
just because, I mean, y'all know me, y'all come to my shows, I'm always talking about weed. Always talking about flower. Like, so we know the girl loves a good, a good walk around the park. Just, you know? a, just a couple minutes by the lake. By the lake, or, you know, walking around a block, spinning, walking around a block while grandma, you know, warming up the biscuits. That cousin. So, like, same. <laughs> I'm what the kids call California sober, just to be clear. Okay, I was gonna because that was my that was my thing. Like, is that encouraged at dry? Um, not at dry. I want to make sure that the experience is safe and welcoming to everyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are definitely some people that are in recovery programs and different stages of recovery that don't want to be around any kind of inebriation. Um, so I do try to make sure that the show stays clear of everything, regardless of if it's something that I do myself personally, just because I don't want to step on the toes of the people that are there for a safe space. Okay. Period. We like that. We like that. Let's finger snap that up. I have the nails for the both of us. Speaking of drag, you were in this latest season of Dragnificence. And as a Dragnificence alumni... Here come the questions. No, we can talk and we can be real. Right. Okay. Because, listen, realistically, real talk, how was the experience for you? Wait, you, like, you want real talk? Yes, this is, this is the slumber party. We, this is where we have, you know, you at the slumber party with your sister. I was. you know, we talk. Because, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I've said it all, I've said my experience about All Stars and Dragnificent. I just feel like it's very much not. It's, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't RuPaul's best friend race. That's what it is, though. Um, I, I didn't have a bad experience per se, but I will say I was never going to win. That was never going to happen. Um, I, I was never, it, it became very clear within week one that there was a list of who was going to be in the finale. And I will say who is in the finale. Um, A couple of people have been added on to that list that I originally could see clearly from the first week. But, you know, it's been very clear who the, we'll say front runners. Um, There's bias. It's clear at different points. Um, I didn't do my best at some points of it. Um, I was very thrown off by the performance style. I, in all honesty, I'm a very good club performer. Uh, But, and when I say club performer, I don't mean like a bar with a stage. I'm Mm -hmm. one of those people that if you put me in some elbow grease fucking bar in the corner of nowhere with a crowd around me, I will hold that crowd in my hand for the entirety of the time that I stand on that stage. You put me on a stage with people at a table staring at me and bitch, I forgot what drag is. But, um, you know, it was an interesting experience. I did Dragnificent for different reasons. I didn't do it to win. I have been doing drag for eight years and I'm at a stage in my drag where people don't give me critiques anymore. Um, partly my own fault because in the past I was very snappy at people that did try to give me critiques. Um, so I needed a outlet to go and say, see 
what I need to fix with my drag. I have bigger goals that I won't mention on here because I'd rather keep them to myself for I the mean, time I being. I know what they are. Um, I have bigger goals in my drag career and I needed somebody to be like, all right, bitch, this sucks. You need to work on this. This looks awful. And I got that and I'm forever thankful for that Would part. you do All Stars? Yes. And absolutely 100% plan to if it happens. Sickening. Sickening. I will. Sickening. Uh, I would also do another season of Drag Magnificent. I would not do another season of either. I, I mean, I wouldn't do Drag Magnificent because I've done All Stars. Now, if I didn't do All Stars, would I have would I have done Drag Magnificent this year? Yes. Same. If I do All Stars, I will not do Drag Magnificent again. Mm-hmm. Because to me, and once you do all stars, it's why are you that. doing Dragnificent? Um, no, Tina I don't Shea get it. I, get, I, ooh, I had a couple of people text me, and they, a couple of people that text me from all stars, and a couple of people that text me. Fuck it, my sisters. My sisters. I've said it on social media. I said it. I've said this about my sisters. Miss, he texted me and asked me if I should do if she should do and I said to her verbatim why would you do that you stupid bitch you just did all stars and the finale too that's like that that don't make no sense and she was like sister I only text she was like sister I text you because I knew you would make you would be real with me anybody else would be like yeah girl go ahead and get that money nah it makes no sense like money is one thing and listen obviously we all want to make money in drag but like Part of building yourself to that point where you make the money is about leaving some money behind. Behind for other bitches. Because some money is A, not yours, like you were just saying, and some money ain't worth the image that comes with the money. Not all, not all, not, well, hmm, I can't say that, never mind. I was going to say not all money is good money, but then baby. It all spins like good money, though. Because <laughs> I don't know if the Illuminati came over here to me that knocked on this head door. I might be like, who you want me to sacrifice? For, how, for what? How much? No, I'm joking. Y'all now, know. I, um, I do want to say about Dragnificent, and this was the positive part of my experience, but the three judges, I have the utmost respect for all three of those entertainers, personally, in each realm that they do. And they do each, in my opinion, live in a different realm of drag in their own right. Um, they're all top of their game in our city and the realm that they live in. And to have those three people sit across from me every single week, ladies and gentlemen, you can quote that and tell me your makeup is flawless. Baby, I'll do that every week, once a year, as much as you would like. Thank you. Goodbye. The situation. <laughs> I, that is the first thing I say at a booking with Raquel. I be Raquel in a makeup challenge. Can't nobody tell me shit. <laughs> what about my face? Girl, I beat Raquel. I beat Raquel in a makeup challenge, girl. You can't tell me shit. Get out my face. My face don't, my face look what? Cakey? Cake these, no, cake this pussy. You remember when she used to walk out with just like a little bit of a fro and an eyelash and call it drag? That's crazy that you would even bring that up. But you know what? That's in your spirit. That's in your nature <laughs> that you would bring up that ready-ass ponytail. Do you remember when you took them lashes off my face in the middle of a performance? That was before I got sober. Bitch, y'all. <laughs> I'm performing and she walked up to me while I am on stage. I am hanging from someone's bar. And Bitch. so were the eyelashes. <laughs> this bitch walked up to me Handed me a dollar 
and pulled my lashes off and put them in her bra. Show then proceeded did. to come to the dressing room after the show and handed me my eyelashes and said, sister, here are these baby ass lashes that you got from the um, dollar store because there's no way you thought that this was a lash. Oh, I was so mean. <laughs> Y'all have no idea. So like... Atlanta is a different kind of world. It drag. very We're much just is. mean here. Ugh. So like I... So, for the people that saw me on Chasing Atlanta and that were talking about my makeup in comments, please let me let you know this now. You're Y'all welcome. did not affect me. Kind of, sort of, <laughs> just a little bit. However, because the reads that I was getting from my friends <laughs> were worse than what y'all were doing. We do it because we love you. Baby. Baby. Y'all, they were sitting there talking about my highlight. Was so highlighted. But, bitch, my friends was like, bitch, we saw you in the back motherfucking row hole. That highlight, highlighting, bitch. We're going to talk about Dragnificent, but I'm going to drag y'all about how y'all didn't think that this was white cheddar popcorn. <laughs> y'all thought I wasn't going to drag y'all. Y'all really thought that I was going to pop some regular, plain old, non-butter, non-seasoning-ass popcorn and just sit it on here on my coffee table like that? What you need to understand is I was born and raised in the South Florida trailer park, i.e. white people that don't season the food. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say, friend, that you technically know how to season food, bitch. You just throw shit together like your Dorito um, casserole. But do it taste good. <laughs> but were you fed? <laughs> bitch. <laughs> that was the whitest shit I've ever had. But y'all, that bitch was so motherfucking good. <laughs> what she said to me, bitch, I made a Dorito casserole. I looked at that bitch and I said, what the fuck is a Dorito what the fuck is a Dorito casserole? And why the fuck would you do that? That bitch had me on the toilet for days. But it that was the great. best enema I've ever received. <laughs> I was ready to take all of the dick. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just call me Dr. Fleet. Bitch, you should do a suit when you do it. Thank me later. You should do a fleet number. I'll think about it. I'll take it into consideration. You can do all sex songs. I want to lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. You can literally do all... Uh, you can do LL, LL Cool J. What's that song with LL Cool J? Um, I want to roughneck daddy and scream your name. <laughs> and you can have fleet bottles and tell these bitches you need to fleet before I, you know. Not the... Well, when you do it, you're welcome. And drag kings out there, if you try to take that shit, you better tag me and tell me that you got, tell the people that you got the idea for me if this bitch don't take it. Anywho, speaking of doing things and involving with drag, let's talk about our experiences on Drag Nipperson because I did it and you were my, you literally helped me every week, especially my celebrity illusion week. Mm-hmm. Um, like my celebrity illusion week, you were, you, yeah, 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 bitch, you, 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 you built my set. Um, so how was the experience for you? So, you know, all tea, I knew I wasn't ever going to win. I went in knowing that it became very obvious with the judges. Um, you know, there's a little bit of bias there, obviously. Um, but also, you know, my thing with competitions, and I hope to see this change in the future with other drag competitions, that audience vote is cool and all, but 
it shouldn't control your competition. And if it does, then why do you have a panel of judges there? Okay, so see, here's this. I, it's a double-edged story, sword here for me. I agree and I disagree. I definitely think that crowd participation should definitely be like maybe no more than 40. However, I get having the crowd participation because that also tells you with these competitions, those should lead to bookings. And that should all, you doing this competition and it being so much on crowd votes, that shows me as a show director if I can hire you. Because just because I can bring out people, can you bring out people? And I will say, no, T, no shade. There are girls that I work with that I see on flowers and I'd be like, fuck. Because I know that they're not going to bring anybody. Right. I mean, I, I can see that and I understand the point of it. Um, it just, you know, it comes to a point where I'm up there and the best drag I've ever put on in my drag career and the top three is standing there and cut off denim shorts. But that's where you should not worry about what the top three is wearing. That's where you, your, your dressing and your drag is, sh is showing just because you brought four people, the, those other seven people in that audience going to see your drag and be like, first of all, I know this bitch. Second of all, this bitch drag is sickening and stunning. So just right. because those top three are still there. Use their fans, win over their fans. That means you're not winning over their crowd. Right. And I mean, I did end up with followers. I did end up with bookings. All that was great. I did what I accomplished in Dragnificent. I got to go somewhere where I could actually get critiques on my drag, which is something I don't get so much anymore at the the range that I'm at now. You know, I've been doing this for eight years. I used to be very volatile and aggressive when people would give me critiques. So people honestly don't. And I wanted to put myself out there and get that critique. It's just sometimes when I know that, you know, I've got a 90 on my score sheet. Sometimes when I know that I've got a 90 on my score sheet, but because I only had five votes in the audience and my score suddenly went down to a 47. Meanwhile, other people, their judging score sheets were already a 47, but got boosted up to a 90 because of their audience vote. That part of it is kind of can be kind of discouraging because it's like, why should I put the money and the time and the effort into stoning and painting these perfect faces for you to put me in the bottom every single week when I don't deserve to be there? I definitely get it from that aspect. Um, I will say because of my experience with All Stars, most people did they knew my name but they had never seen me right and i will say it definitely worked in my favor because i ended up taking bitches the people it was bitches there that was supposed to be voting for one bitch and they ended up voting for this bitch yeah so i will say that that definitely worked in my favor however i can see how it worked against you yeah exactly and then it also doesn't it does it isn't I might get cussed out about this later, but I don't give two flying fucks. It didn't help that some of the people that you were competing against, their friends and their people also had a preconceived notion about you. That also. So it kind of is a little harder. It was little. It was a little harder for you to even just win over those people because of things that has like happened in your past. And I will say, just like within the drag community here, here in Atlanta in particular, um, it is very hard to change people's minds. And it's like, bitch, you changed and you grew over a year. Why can't you see that I changed in my growth? Very that. 
Um, and I will say that was another opportunity that I was trying to use Dragnificent for that I did actually accomplish. You know, some of those people that did have low opinions of me got to be around me and see me and get to know me through Dragnificent, and they have changed their opinions um, now going forward, which was something that I wanted to do with Dragnificent. I wanted to reintroduce myself as a sober entertainer and as a drag king. Well, I personally feel like you did that. Um, would you do All-Stars? I would do All-Stars, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the one big thing that I did succeed with was being told by a panel of people that I respect and that are at the top of the game in their particular areas of drag. You know, tell me week after week, your makeup is flawless, this is flawless, your costuming is flawless. So, one, I like attention. I love being told when I look good. And two, you know, All-Stars is more of an opportunity to continue to learn and grow and get critique and work with people who I look up to and respect. Um, speaking of makeup. <laughs> Bitch, nobody can't tell me shit about my face. Why? Because I beat Raquel in a makeup challenge. <laughs> I will say I, I agree with you with that. Like having them tell you, no, nah, your face was the best this week or your face, you did you, creatively, you you went out there with your face. And I will say that's one of the things from just us living together, that's one of the things that I took away. Um, granted, you know, you walked up on me at a show and took my eyelashes off, clean slap off my face. Um, I will say even in your not so sober state, Yes, it was something that I needed. Am I... Is it a trigger? And am I traumatized? Hell the fuck yes. Because <laughs> I'm always constantly looking at my face. Bitch, are you blended? Do you look good, bitch? Um, so I will say thank you for even... You know, thank you for that as a friend. I mean, you was a bitch when you did it. However, you know, I do appreciate it. Because, <laughs> bitch, I would have never thought that I would have won a makeup challenge against Raquel. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always like, I, I'm, I'm always blunt. I'm always honest. I'm always truthful. I'm always going to be that person that's going to, you know, if you want to hear what actually needs to be fixed about something, I'm the one you come talk to about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, baby, you were so great. Nah, girl, your wig was hanging out. You were sweating. Your eyelashes are hanging off. Your heels broken. Your outfit's dusty and smells like my armpit. I'm going to be that person that tells you that. Girl, and she did. Every time. Girl, that Drag Race package was stressful. <laughs> the bitch was stressful. <laughs> um, well, friend, guess what? What? You're out the fucking hot seat. That oh, yeah? It. Oh. The hot seat was fun, wasn't it? Uh. Uh, before we close out... There's one last little game that I have because, you know, at star parties, you play a game before you go to sleep, right? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Well, this game is basically marry, fuck, or kill. I feel like at every summer party, you have to do this. Okay. Because why not? So who would you marry, fuck, or kill between Jack Harlow, Little Nas X, and last but not least, Pete Davidson. Mary Jack Harlow, fuck Pete Davidson, kill Little Nas X. You gonna kill Little Nas X? He's so fucking annoying. Really? He is so self-absorbed. 
And it's so obvious. I mean, he's a typical Atlanta stunt queen. Exactly. <laughs> and like, baby, I don't fuck the sisters for a reason. Sister dick will make you sick, but not in the way that you think. Well, see, see, that's probably my problem. Right. And that's probably my problem. I'm Lil, Lil Nas X does have big sister dick energy. I'm quick to bump purses. But like Jack Harlow, like, mm, that was an easy Mary. That was an easy Mary. Um, I'm a fucking Jack Harlow. Okay. I'm a fuck Jack. Um, I'm a marry Lil Nas X. Only because uh, it's the I, wardrobe. You just want the wardrobe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why I marry him, baby. We can't have sex. We can have an open relationship, though. Okay. We could very much have an open relationship. Nah, because that's a toss-up because I also want to marry Pete. I feel like Ariana was fucked up for leaving Pete. She messed up there. But then I also feel like she probably left him for good reasons. And I also want to kill him because of that. So it's kind of a toss-up between... I don't know. Yeah, I just know I'm fucking Jack Harlow. The shit out of Jack Harlow. All day. I'm slobbing his nose. I am sitting on that man's face. I'm taking him to the baloney pony. I just want to watch him and Post Malone with a double-sided dildo. <laughs> no, for me, it would be him and Bad Bunny. The crickets, when I say that. It would that. be him and Bad Bunny. I would also watch that, though. <laughs> I won't lie. It would be him and Bad Bunny. Again, I want to thank you for coming on, friend. Thank um, you. Before you get out of here, I just need you to do a little sound bite. Um, just, you know, say who you're rocking with. Nah, thank you for having me. I love you. Sitting and talking with you is always fun, even if there's a big-ass phallic thing in my face while it's happening. Um, And, you know, I'm always rocking with Seven. Always Team Drew Friday. Always behind you at every show. Um, Thank you. Um, Thank y'all for listening this week. We will catch y'all next week with some more special friends. Um, Please, um, sister, brother, person you alien um please let everyone know where they can find you you can catch me monthly at metropolitan studios for a show called dry you can follow us at dry events ga on instagram and you can follow me on instagram at underscore t-w-a-d-d-y underscore that is underscore twatty underscore we will see y'all next week bye bye